So we're going to press on into our um, study in our Bible Institute. This is our Bible Institute. Most of you know this, but we have an online Bible Institute. We have 910 students as of this morning. They're signing in. They're checking in from all over the world. Lots of neat stuff happening. Uh, it's cool to watch that taking place. And then we offer courses here, of course, and you can just do them with me. You can audit them, which means you're just kind of hanging out, which is cool. Or you can sign up and register online. You can take them there. And there's also 100 and there's 118 courses now on our institute. You can take any of those, and um, they're all very good courses. You can learn a lot, so that's cool. We are working through right now a study on um, we're going from Second Samuel to Second Kings as part of our Old Testament survey, uh, and we're working through the kings now. Uh, and we're into First Kings. We just finished a couple of weeks. We took a little sort of sidestep. We were in the right time frame, so it was good to look at Psalms and um, uh, Proverbs uh, and Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. And we talked about Job. Job doesn't really fit in the time frame. It was written way before all those. But the Psalms and Proverbs were both written in the time of David and Solomon. Most of the Psalms were written in that time, half of them anyway. David wrote half of those Psalms. So it was a good time to take, a, I think, a break and look at those things. But now we're popping back into Kings. And um, when we were last in the um, book of First Kings, uh, Solomon had just died. And the kingdom is about to split now. The kingdom's going to be divided into uh, two separate nations. Uh, and so there's going to be the kingdom of Israel, and, and that's also known as the northern kingdom. And its run will last for a while. There'll be 20 kings of Israel uh, from different families over their time period. And then the southern kingdom is going to be the kingdom of Judah, the tribe of Judah, and the little tribe of Benjamin hooks in there too. And there'll be 19 kings from the seed of David that will follow in that lineage. And so you'll see them there. And um, I think it's interesting. So a true king needs to be uh, the seed of David and or anointed by a prophet. That's what the requirements were. And um, in the northern kingdom, Jeroboam and Jehu are the only kings anointed by a prophet. And uh, actually, Jesus fits in the line of Judah, right? And so he's uh, John the Baptist fulfills his role as the anointing prophet for Jesus, who is the seed of David. And so he, he fits the requirements, as he does all the requirements, once again. So there you go. And, and you'll follow that line of Judah, and that's the line that follows to Jesus, right? So um, we, we, we just attached all that to Judah not all that long ago in one of our other studies. So I gave you a chart, and it's a little hard to see, but it's worth, it's worth even me putting my glasses on. Um, these are very helpful this chart's going to be helpful as you go through kings because what happens in the kings is it's popping back and forth between the two kingdoms and if you're not following along you might miss it and and you don't know which where you're at and and it just it'll change like that on you in the course of this thing and so it's kind of good to take some time to look at these kings and find out um and this this is these are good charts there's a few spelling errors in this chart but that's just the way i got it so i didn't make this chart i found it and uh so I know there's some spelling errors, errors in there, but uh, it's worth having. And you can kind of see where they where they're pop up in the scripture, what king is what. Uh, the top chart is the king of Israel, so that would be the northern kingdom. And um, they're also designated on this chart as good kings or bad kings. And if you see up in the kingdom of Israel, they were all bad kings. <laughs> 
And the kingdom of Judah has a few good kings, but mostly bad kings. And even the good ones weren't all that great. But uh, the bad ones meant they were just, they were outright evil, most of these guys. And, and so um, just a huge mess as to what happens and um, how they're related to their predecessors on there, where they come from. There's some sons, there's some people that just take over. Um, a lot of them are murdered up in, in uh, through this whole process. That's how they... That's the end of their reign. Somebody kills them. Uh, um, and a lot of times, and sometimes they just kind of die uh, naturally. But you'll see there's a lot of murders in there. And uh, at the end, you'll see the, the king of Israel ends when, they're, um, when the king has to go to Assyria. The Assyrians take him, and the king of Judah comes to its end, sort of when they're taken off to Babylon and the Babylon, Babylonian captivity. And that's the end of the kings, both of those cases, until Jesus comes as the true king um, some years later. So that's what's happening with all those charts. But I think it's very helpful to have and to watch and to kind of think about and to look at. And it gives you a quick uh, uh, reference if you keep it just when you pop into a, and you see a new king. That will help you. Now, when the king divides here, it divides into... Um, Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And, and it would have been easier if their names were a little further apart. Um, because you'll start reading it. And if you're not paying attention, you won't realize that they're, they're swapping back and forth between kings. And so um, Rehoboam is in the line of David. And Jeroboam is not uh, in, in this process. But Jeroboam was actually um, uh, one of those kings who's anointed by a prophet as he takes over. But he's evil from the start. We'll get to him in a moment, and we'll pick it up. So um, we're back into First Kings chapter 12 now, and really I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read chunks of the scripture to you today, uh, because it, it, sometimes it's the only way that you can sort of get through it, but uh, we'll see what's going on here, and, and so uh, Rehoboam is next in line for the king kingdom, uh, and they're still at that moment, they're one kingdom, uh, but they're about to split, okay? And so in verse 1 of First uh, Kings 12, Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all the Israelites had gone there to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this, he was still in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon. Because remember, the, the prophet had said, remember the whole process where he snatches the robe out and divides it into ten, and Solomon hears that, and Jeroboam is the guy who is supposed to be, and Solomon doesn't want any part of that, so he tries to kill him. So Jeroboam's taken off and gone to Egypt. He comes back. Verse 3, so they sent for Jeroboam, and he and the whole assembly of Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Go away for three days and then come back to me. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. They replied, If today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, What is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, Lighten the yoke your father put on us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, Tell these people who have said to you, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Let them tell them, My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. 
Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam. As the king had said, come back to me in three days. The king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given him by the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, My father made your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scored you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for this turn of events was from the Lord. To fulfill the word, the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah, the uh, Shilonite. When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? To your tents, O Israel, look after your own house, O David. So the Israelites went home. But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. King Rehoboam Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, but all Israel stoned him to death. (laughs) King, I'm sorry, I know that's not funny. But the king was trying to put them all into slave labor. They just, they just killed the guy he sent. No, not going to happen. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and to escape to Jerusalem as they were coming after him. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. When all the Israelites heard that Jeroboam had returned, they sent and called him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. Only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the house of David. When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mustered... The whole house of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 fighting men, to make war against the house of Israel and to regain the kingdom for Rehoboam, son of Solomon. But this word of God came to Shemaiah, the man of God, say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to the whole house of Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people. This is what the Lord says. Do not go up to fight against your brothers, the Israelites. Go home, every one of you, for this is my doing. So they obeyed the word of the Lord and went home again as the Lord had ordered. So um, he actually listens this time. Ray Boehm's like, okay, we're going to go take the kingdom back. And the word of the Lord is don't. It's not going to happen. And so they they just kind of stop and they don't do that. And uh, the issue was that uh, Solomon had, towards the end there, been hard on the folks. And they said, if you'd lighten up a little bit, we'll follow you. And he was like, I'm going to make it harder for you. Uh, He listened to the young guys instead of the... The older guys, not that young guys don't give advice, good, but, but uh, well, good advice. But they weren't tuned into the things of the Lord at all. And uh, after they heard what the people heard of Rehoboam, they just said, we're not going to have you as king. And so they wouldn't. They just walked off. And when he tried to go after them, they just sort of killed the messenger. And then when he decided to go to war against them, God shut it down. So there you go. So now you've got Jeroboam. And, and so the, it, right at verse 25, it shifts to Jeroboam. And, uh, and now it's going to be about Jeroboam for quite a while. And he starts his own religion right off the bat. Um, and and it's, a, it's a false religion. And it's, it's like false. Um, it's like a satanic replication of the worship of Jehovah. That's what it was. The enemy gets in there and creates this false whole deal. Uh, And so verse 25, let me read you a little. Jeroboam fortified Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there. From there he went out and built up Peniel. Jeroboam thought to himself, the kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, they will again give their allegiance to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah. They will kill me in return to King Rehoboam. After seeking advice, the king made two golden calves. And he said to the people, it's too much for you to go to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, 
who brought you up out of Egypt. One he set up in Bethel and the other in Dan. And this thing became a sin. And the people went even as far as Dan to worship the one there. Jeroboam built shrines on high places and appointed priests from all sorts of people, even though they were not Levites. He instituted a festival on the 15th day of the 8th month, like the festival held in Judah, and offered sacrifices on the altar. This he did in Bethel, sacrificing to the calves he had made. And at Bethel he also installed priests at the high places he had made. On the 15th day of the 8th month, a month of his own choosing, he offered sacrifices on the altar he built at Bethel. So he instituted the festival for all the Israelites and went up to the altar to make offerings. So here you see this massive sin of um, Jeroboam. And then he makes golden calves and he places one in Bethel and one in Dan and says, Here are your gods, O Israel. So do you remember what that goes back to, right? If you've been with me, that's what happened in the time uh, of Moses and Aaron, remember Moses had gone up to talk with God and Aaron whipped up a golden calf and said, here's your God. And so um, and you remember what happened at that and the huge mess that caused. And, and right, he goes right back to it, Jeroboam does. And uh, he comes up with this whole deal. And so he leads basically the ten kings of Israel are led astray uh, as they follow that whole process. First Kings 13 is, is interesting. It's about a prophet who goes and the Lord tells him not to eat anything while he's there. So he's not going to. And then he meets another prophet who says, oh, God changed his mind on that. But that prophet was lying to him. And so the, the, the younger prophet listens to the older prophet instead of the voice of the Lord and eats something. And sure enough, he dies. And, and the, the sort of the moral of that story is you, you always need to listen to the word of the Lord. Not, not just to somebody who looks like they have more experience than you. If the Lord has told you something, you should probably hang on to that in the process. So, First uh, Kings 14, we'll pick it up back there. Verse 1. At that time, Abijah, son of Jeroboam, became ill. Jeroboam said to his wife, Go disguise yourself so you won't be recognized as the wife of Jeroboam. Then go to Shiloh. Ahijah the prophet is there, the one who told me I would be king over this people. Take ten loaves of bread with you, some cake and a jar of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what will happen to the boy. So Jeroboam's wife did what he said, and he went to Ahijah's, she went to Ahijah's house in Shiloh. Now Ahijah could not see. His sight was gone because of his age. But the Lord had told Ahijah, Jeroboam's wife is coming to ask you about her son, for he is ill, and you're to give her such and such an answer. When she arrives, she will pretend to be somebody else. So when Ahijah heard the sound of her footsteps at the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why this pretense? I have uh, been sent to you with bad news. Go tell Jeroboam that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I raised, up, I raised you up from among the people and made you a leader over my people Israel. I tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. But you have not been like my servant David who kept my commands. And followed me with all his heart, doing only what was right in my eyes. You've done more evil than all who lived before you. That's a pretty... That was the Lord speaking. You would not want to hear that from God. You have made for yourself other gods, idols made of metal. You have provoked me to anger and thrust me behind your back. Because of this, I'm going to bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam. I will cut off from Jeroboam every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will burn up the house of Jeroboam as one burns dung until it is all gone. 
Dogs will eat those belonging to Jeroboam who die in the city, and the birds of the air will feed on those who die in the country. The Lord has spoken. As for you, go back home. When you set foot in your city, the boy will die. And sure enough. Verse 19 would jump down. The other events of Jeroboam's reign, his wars and how he ruled, are written in the book of the annals of the king of Israel. He reigned for 22 years and then rested with his fathers. And Nadab, his son, succeeded him as king. So go and read what happens all there. But Jeroboam at that point dies. And the story right there shifts right back to the other kingdom. Uh, and if you're not paying attention, you'll, you'll miss the shifts. So in verse 21, we're back now in the kingdom of Judah. Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king in Judah. He was 40 years, 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel in which to put his name. His mother's name was Nemah, and she was an Ammonite. Judah did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but by the sins they committed... They stirred up his jealousy, jealous anger more than their fathers had done. They also set up for themselves high places, sacred stones, and asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. There were even male shrine prostitutes in the land. The people engaged in all the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem. He carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything, including all the gold shields Solomon had made. So Rehoboam is not a good king either in Judah. He leads those people astray. Um, The things that God said were going to happen if they didn't get rid of the inhabitants of the land, sure enough, are happening. They're all worshiping false gods. Uh, It's set up everywhere. And this is the state of the chosen people at this point in time. They've all gone off doing their own thing. And this kind of will run through the course of this period of time for the next 500 years. And um, uh, you'll see nation after nation come in, uh, tear down Israel and Judah. Uh, and then eventually they're going to be dragged away into captivity, which we'll see. And, and uh, they still are so hard-hearted they don't repent through all those things. Every now and again, there's a period of time in history where they'll pop back in for a little bit. Um, and, and a group will repent. And, and yet it never seems to pass on to generation. Uh, although, true, true to everything, there's always a remnant of people that love God. But uh, for the most part, you're seeing these people choosing to follow other gods. And that's... Uh, it's a picture that we, we need to be aware of that that's our sin nature chooses to go after other gods and, and uh, why it's such a big deal throughout the process and, and why we need to be aware of it. So, um, as I said, Egypt had evaded, invaded Jerusalem in Jeroboam's fifth year and he looted the Lord's house and he carried the gold shields and everything else back to Egypt. Uh, and, and those things. And the other thing is, do we have a lot of archaeological evidence that backs up all these times and dates and events? So it's very cool that it happens in the process. Um, uh, the king of Egypt comes. The, there's a thing you ever heard of the Rosetta Stone? It's an actual thing, and it has it has Greek on it, Egyptian uh, hieroglyphics, and Hebrew, uh, and and uh, it's. It, um, it helps to tie in a lot of these events that are going fascinating. You can read about that and how they know these things are taking place. That's enough. We're going we're gonna to be going through a lot of kings. I don't want to confuse too many at once. We'll pick up some more of the kings. 
next week, but that's good for tonight. If you're watching on video, thanks for watching, and we will get back to you next week. God bless you. All right, we're going to pray. If you have prayer requests, thanks for watching this broadcast from Keys Vineyard Community Church in Big Pine Key, Florida. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.